You're listening to The Word of Hope, a radio ministry of Hope Lutheran Church in Aurora, Colorado. In the name of Jesus. Amen. I want to take a moment to tell you what an honor it's been to serve you this year. I've learned so much, I can't even explain it all. And I want to thank you for allowing me this privilege and this honor. I hope you have been as blessed from our time here as we have been. We have grown to love this whole congregation. And we are very sad to have to leave. I'd like to talk about this morning why, specifically, it has been such an honor to serve here. What's going on here is more than just about human relationships being built. There's more going on here than what we see on the surface. And to to help point this out, after service today, and after the Bible study... We're going to engage in a feast and a meal, a celebration in honor of my service and my family's departure. Now, these words that I use to describe this, words like feast, meal, celebration, used to describe the roast that we're going to have, or as I would call it, my public humiliation... Are the exact words that are used to define a banquet. So today, we're going to have a farewell banquet. But, but there's another banquet going on here as well that we might not be aware of. This feast, this meal, this banquet is a celebration of something greater than a farewell to a vicar. It is a banquet of which I have had the honor to serve in all year long. Every Sunday we are gathered here, we are partaking in this banquet. And pastor's not the host, I'm not the host. And the celebration is not for us. God is the host in this banquet. And if you will, Pastor and I are nothing more than the waiters. This is one of the many reasons why it has been such an honor to serve you this year. I have been able to be involved in God's banquet for you, His guests. I have had the honor and the privilege to serve you, His gifts for you. Now, this banquet might not seem like much. This banquet might not seem like God's kingdom coming, but it is. You are partaking of His kingdom here and now in this banquet. His banquet held for you. The celebration here on Sunday is a little piece of heaven here on earth. 
So if you will, I have had the great privilege this year of bringing God's kingdom to you. If you look at the surface of what might be happening, it might not seem all that special. And when it comes to excitement or entertainment, this might not be the most appealing banquet out there. And I guess if that's all you're willing to consider is the surface elements, then yeah, it is true. It's pro- it doesn't seem that great. But if you look under the surface, if you look to the truth as to what is, being, uh, is taking place, then there is no greater banquet, no banquet that could ever compare to the one being hosted here on Sunday. Here in this banquet, you are being given eternal life. You are being given a gift more precious than any bank account, more valuable than any gold or silver or anything that will decay. God is your host and you are being given Jesus and the forgiveness He has for you. You are given the Son of God every Sunday. You are partaking of a banquet that is going on at the same time in heaven. You are the guests receiving heaven, coming to earth for you. The problem is that often we forget this or or we take for granted what is actually happening at this banquet. Our sinful natures frequently get bored with great gifts. I mean, think about it. If we had a potluck every Sunday just to celebrate the good things that God has given us or, or just so we could enjoy some fellowship and get together. If we did this every Sunday, it might start out well attended. But as time goes on, I think you would see fewer and fewer people coming. And it's because it's held so frequently that our, fr- our flesh would naturally get bored and even maybe be- become to find it burdensome. So you see, our sinful flesh takes what was great, what was a joy, a good thing, and throughout time and frequency, we start to despise that gift. You see how it works? Well, let's change this scenario just a bit. What if you couldn't eat at all throughout the week? The only food you were allowed to eat was at the potluck. Boy, now tell me that wouldn't change everything. (laughs) We wouldn't be able to wait for that potluck. We'd be so excited we wouldn't miss a single one. We'd be constantly focusing on it and looking forward to it. So you see, our flesh often forgets that we need eternal life from God. The only way we can make it to heaven is if we have faith in Christ. And that life-giving faith is served up at this banquet every Sunday. Well, along with forgetting our need for forgiveness, Satan comes along and he also has a part in this. He, he even uses Good, God-pleasing things to keep us from this banquet. Our vocations can often be a thing that keeps us from the great banquet 
As Jesus tells us in the parable in verse 18 through 20, he says, But they all alike began to make excuses. The first said to him, I have bought a field. I must go out and see it. Please have me excused. And another said, I have bought five yoke of oxen, and I go to examine them. Please have me excused. And another said, I have married a wife, and therefore I cannot come. Do you hear it? Do you hear it? The first guy says, I have a new job. I have to go to work. Please have me excused. So here you see good commitment to vocation. He wants to serve his neighbor, but it is keeping him from the banquet. The second guy says, well, I have new animals at home that I have to tend to. I must be a good steward with the gifts that God has given me. And this is great stewardship with God's gifts. But not at the expense of the banquet. Not getting in the way of the banquet. Now the third person has gotten married and wants to be a faithful husband. Now this is a great God-pleasing thing. And it truly is. God would want all of us to be faithful and to love our spouses. But not at the expense of the banquet. In all three of these scenarios, you hear that Satan is taking good, God-pleasing things and using them to keep people from the gifts of the banquet. Now, to miss a banquet occasionally might not be avoidable. So Jesus isn't coming along here and making a new law about perfect attendance on Sunday. Sometimes we are required to work or have to leave town um, and, and miss the banquet. But Jesus is speaking to those who willingly choose other things over the banquet. They are choosing to place vocations in higher esteem than the banquet. Jesus here is speaking to the heart of a person. I mean, if we can't make it to the banquet because our car breaks or because we have to work, then it's circumstances that have prevented us, not the lack of desire. It is, however, a great temptation to place other things in front of this banquet. The world is so fast-paced and so distracting nowadays. There are so many things that draw our attention away from this feast. But we must recognize them as exactly that, that they're temptations. We need to remember that we have a need that can only be filled in this banquet. Our sins our lusting, our, our, our hateful thoughts, our ungratefulness should technically and actually prevent us from being included in this, bl- in this banquet. I mean, if, if you really think about it, the only one who should really have their name on the guest list is Jesus. He is the only one who deserves to be here and to partake of the heavenly things. So it is as though you are being invited to a celebration that you have no business attending. I mean, think about this. Imagine it and and try it if we can keep this in mind. Imagine if you made it to the guest list of the Grammys or, or something like that. The Emmys or something, something famous like that. 
Would you turn it down? Well, probably not. This, this would be a once-in-a-lifetime honor and a, a celebration that only comes once in a life. And that's just going to hang out with a bunch of famous sinners. I mean, that, that's all they are. Here, here at this banquet, you get to hang out with the God of the universe. And you don't have to worry about being caught and being kicked out of the banquet, even though your sins tell you you probably should. So to to follow along with this illustration, Jesus, if you will, He is your doorman. He is the bouncer. (laughs) And He writes your name on the guest list in His blood. He paid your cover charge on the cross. Those sins of yours that should be keeping you off the list, He wiped clean. He wiped that list clean in His death for you. Well then in verse 21, the host responds to the first group by inviting the less less privileged to the banquet. It reads, So the servant came and reported these things to his master. Then the master of the house became angry and said to his servants, Go out quickly to the streets and the lanes of the city and bring in the poor and crippled and blind and lame. Here Jesus explains that because the first group rejected the banquet, the master is going to send the invitation to to those who don't suffer from the distractions of vocation. And by doing this, the first thing that is made very clear in this parable is that the master's concern isn't about a person's standing in society. The emphasis here is on the master's desire to fill his banquet. It's on his mercy and kindness He wants all people to receive these gifts. This tells us that the banquet doesn't depend on our preparation. We don't have to be perfect or meet some standard to attend this banquet. It's actually because we are all united in our inability to prepare for this banquet that we're welcome. And actually the host is going to prepare us for the banquet. We are made worthy. We are going to be, we are made worthy of this banquet, banquet. And that is exactly why all are welcome. None are better than others. We are all sinners that don't deserve to partake of the great banquet, but are invited because of Christ and His death on that cross for us. Now, it is striking, though, that even the poor and the lame don't attend this banquet. In verse 20, verse 22 says, Sir, what you commanded has been done, and there is still room. I mean, you would think that the underprivileged and hungry people would have just come for the food or for something to do. Well, 
this goes to show that the banquet Jesus is talking about is something special. The kingdom of God and His banquet is something more than just food or entertainment. It is really interesting that the blessed and the poor don't find this banquet appealing. Then you hear again another invitation to the whole world in verse 23. And the master said to the servant, Go out to the highways and the hedges and compel people to come in, that my house may be filled. Again, you hear that the master wants all people to partake of this banquet. So now, I think you can use this in the world. So now when, when the world and society is telling you, you have a mean and hateful God that is exclusive and will send people to hell and that's just a, I, I can't, I can't believe in that kind of God. Well, you can tell them about this parable. God doesn't want to send people to hell. That's not what He's about. He wants this banquet full. He wants heaven full. Jesus died to put everyone's name on that guest list. And that's why He has the banquets, to give these gifts to the people. So this banquet is far different than the celebrations we have in our world. The barbecue or the roast afterward is something you are hosting. You as the congregation are hosting for my family and me. You are putting the celebration together to honor us and to say goodbye. Now think about this though. You are doing all the work. We are just the honored guests that just get to show up. Now the difference with God's banquet in this service is that God is doing all the work. He is hosting the banquet to honor you. Jesus died on the cross. He hung on that cross so that you would be worthy of honor. He has done all the work and is doing it all for you. We don't come to this banquet to honor God or to serve God or to somehow offer something pleasing to God. We come and are honored and served by Him. Try to keep this in mind. Because when you think about it, where else, where else in this world, what Grammy movie, whatever, where can you go to have the God of all creation serve you? Well, I hope through this sermon you can now see why it has been such an honor for me to serve this year. I haven't been just reading you nice stories from the Bible. I haven't just been helping give you communion. I haven't just been talking to you about Jesus as though he's some historical figure that's really amazing. I have had the privilege of serving you God's gifts straight from heaven. I have been allowed to be the waiter in delivering heaven to you. 
God gives you eternal life in this banquet. There is no greater gift that could be given to you. And I have been permitted to be involved with this great banquet. I can't imagine a greater call or blessing. So thank you again for the great honor of being a waiter in this heavenly banquet for you. Amen. The peace of God which passes all understanding, keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Amen. We hope you were blessed by today's Word of Hope. Hope Lutheran Church is located at 1345 Macon Street in Aurora, Colorado. Their weekly schedule is as follows. Sunday morning worship at 915, adult Bible class and youth Sunday school at 1045 a.m. On Tuesday mornings, there is a matin service at 830 a.m. with a Bible class to follow at 930 a.m. You can find out more about Hope Lutheran Church at www.hope-aurora.org. That's www.hope-aurora.org. Until next time, may the Lord bless you and keep you in His grace.